conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now, back to the episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Monday. We made it back to another Monday. I missed you guys so much. Best so day much. of the week. You Looks sent like- us so many messages like, I miss you guys. It was like, it was too much. <laughs> At the end, I just blocked it. I just put on silent mode because it was too much, Will. It was too much. A week apart without you guys in my life is rough, all right? It's, it's, Ross, uh... you sent the emoji with the crying face. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did. <laughs> Awesome. Well, how you guys been? What's what's new in the world of uh, you know uh, noise aware and and bedroom going on over there? Yeah. Well, I think there's uh, a lot that we can cover today, but 
I just got back from a, an international trip, my first since I nearly got stuck in Portugal in March of 2020. So we'll, we'll get into how travel looks internationally now. And then, uh, yeah, business is good. Things are, are humming along in the U.S., all-time highs. Uh, in Europe, I think it's a little bit of a different story depending on the market you're in. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Mr. Ross? What's what's good? What's new? Oh, I missed you. I missed you so I much. I know, I know. <laughs> no, all good. Actually, I also traveled in the weekend, but I stayed in here actually on our hour drive. But it was weird. It just was like when you see is it two, three weeks ago, people are all wearing masks and everywhere. Now just it was if there was nothing, if there was no pandemic, it was nobody with mask. I still had mine when I just entered the restaurant. And of course, I took it off when you have your food. Otherwise, it's difficult. But it's if you see, actually, people just completely let it go now. And, and huge difference with a few weeks ago. So it's, I don't know, I'm a bit, bit, bit scared. Let's see. Because you see in some countries, for example, Netherlands, it went up quite a lot when the restrictions were actually kind of gone. So uh, let, let's see in here. Besides the company doing, doing very well, still growing, uh, more and more people joining. So... Uh, we're doing well, interesting things happening around us. So, uh, yeah, right on. all good. Well, great. Well, hey, before we uh, jump into the Bidruption report, because we haven't had one of those in a, in a while, uh, yeah. we do have a quick message from our show sponsor, Breezeway. So, .io slash .io slash GMH. So uh, we'll play this quick message from them, and then we'll go straight into the Bidruption report and kick it off with this amazing episode that I'm so pumped for. All right, sound good? Boom, let's do it. Meet Breezeway Messaging. Everything you need to bring client communication to the forefront of your short-term rental operations. Sync data from your reservation system and smart home devices and consolidate messages into one dashboard. Send personalized messages with details like property readiness and check-in codes and even assign work orders directly from each message and automatically update clients on the status of requests so you can treat your clients like VIPs. Plus, Breezeway's advanced features help you simplify your operations and drive more revenue, like offering extended stays for gap nights that would otherwise remain vacant. Providing hospitality service means going above and beyond and making clients feel like you're catering to their every need. Start delivering deeper service. Go to breezeway.io to learn more. I missed this intro long time ago. Let's start with the startup of the week. Um, I'm happy to, to share the startup of the week this week is Weeby. Weeby is a company actually um, from Turkey. Start, um, I met Uzgur Zan, who is a CEO multiple times on the Uzakrota event. As you might know, also an award with Bidroom one a uh, few years in a row. Uh, I also met Uzgur. Um, last edition of I Meet Hotel, what was actually held in, in live session in Istanbul. What is Weeby doing? Weeby is an, a platform that hotels can use to actually deliver information actually as a bridge to the guest. So it's actually digital, uh, just call it like, an, um, like more like the old fashioned books, but they made it completely digital. You can add uh, menus, you can add uh, tourist activities. As a hotel, you can manage completely uh, your, your information. 
Um, of course, there are more platforms out there, but I think that the, the best thing about Weeby is that it's easy to use and really easy set up. And, and, and Uzgur shared me once the pricing, so it's also really affordable for, for property. So I recommend you to check them out. I think also nice to mention that they raised one month ago, they raised $1 million. So congrats on the, the whole Weeby team. So startup of the week, startup of the week is, uh, is Weeby. Second thing I want to mention, of course, is the events part. Last week, we had our technology edition of iMeet Hotel. First time we actually had a different kind of edition. Before, it's always connected to countries, sometimes on topics. Now, it's really technology focused. So our CTO, Mauricio, was actually speaking there. Um, feel free to watch it again. It's also available on iMeetHotel.com website. Um, soon will be a new edition announced. But again, you can watch the previous episode on, uh, on our website, uh, iMeetHotel.com. That's it for, for now, and Uzgur uh, and the whole VB team. Again, congrats on uh, being the start of the week. And now we're moving to uh, Mr. Golden. Good to see you, Grandma, as always. So the theme of... The first half of this year has certainly been SPAC. It's been SPAC, SPAC City. And last week we had another big announcement of Vicasa, SPACing at 4.5 billion, uh, which is quite an accomplishment. So shout out to, to everyone that's worked so hard through all the years, Cliff, Eric, the entire thousands of, of team members at Vicasa. Congrats, the time has come um, and the hard work has certainly paid off. It is not a one-off though. We've seen a lot of SPACs in the travel space this year, which should be a good thing for, for the industry as a, as a whole. Um, you know, I think a lot of us can agree that the economy is kind of on a, a razor's edge, but let's, let's uh, keep the fingers crossed that everything goes well, for all of these SPACs and, and the amount of money that can flow in two new startups of the week that, that Ross covers uh, can be a, a downstream effect of all the successful IPOs and, and SPACs that, that have happened in the space. Really just in the past 12 months since Airbnb IPO'd, there's been four unicorn SPACs since then. So well done, Vacasa and team. Sonder, home to go, Inspirado, all you guys, um, and that's uh, hopefully paving the way for the rest of us in travel. Well, I think. Uh, uh, go ahead. But how big is think is the influence of Airbnb IPOs in here? Is because I think if uh, Airbnb didn't go IPO some time ago, you think the valuation of those four will be the same, or will be much lower. Yeah, so Inspirado doesn't rely on Airbnb. Home2Go is essentially trying to be a competitor of Airbnb. Uh, Vacasa certainly relies a lot on Airbnb, and Sonder relies a lot on Airbnb. I, I think both of them have hit critical mass of direct bookings, and they probably get a, more direct bookings than a lot of their competitors do in local markets but they still rely pretty heavily on, on Airbnb to drive bookings for them. So I think their valuations might've been a good bit lighter if, if Airbnb hadn't gone public. I'm not sure it would have changed. Uh, Inspirado 
And then Home2Go definitely benefited being the competitor of Airbnb um, for their valuation. Well, I was going to say, I think we all kind of predicted this right after Airbnb did go public was that how many companies are now like in the, especially in the short term rental space, uh, going to be able to kind of follow in that, that footstep because it's kind of, like you said, it's kind of unheard of that a company in our sector really does, you know, become that, that well-known of a name and brand to, to go public. So, well, to put uh, it in perspective, the last IPO that I can remember, and Ross, correct me if I'm wrong, was HomeAway in 2015, 2016. They IPO'd at 3.3 billion, I believe. And since then, I'm not sure there's been a, a travel-related company go public at unicorn status since. And and I'm sure I'm sure I'm wrong there. It, surely it hasn't been six years, but I can't remember a, another one that, that has. So, and just to see it in the past 12 months that five have. Yeah. Right after COVID or during COVID is, is pretty wild. Well, of course, a spark is easier than a normal public IPO, right? So the, the whole preparation time is a few months. Yeah. Uh, compared a few years compared to normal IPO. So I think also the cost of a SPAC, I think, it's, I think maybe 2%. I just read somewhere compared with 7%. So, of course, the cost to, to, uh, for a SPAC is also much less. So, for sure, it has some influence that it's also easier. And I think also the strong influence, you see Lake Sartayer, of course, their influence in there to cash there, of course, it also is a, has a pretty big impact, I guess. Yeah. And we missed one Soho House. Oh. Yeah. Didn't they, did they SPAC or they direct list or IPO? Will, can you answer this uh, question? Uh, I'm looking it up. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I will let you know in a second. IPO'd at $420 million. Oh, no, they raised $420 million as part of their IPO. But yeah. they IPO'd a couple weeks ago. So is that six companies in the past? So it's been, a, it's been a busy, active year. Um, interesting to see kind of clubs and hotels going public this year. Makes total sense why vacation rental companies like Picasa and Sonder do. Yeah. Um, rentals, all the data has shown it's been a much preferred travel. Uh, I was in, in Ireland this past week, and, and we can get into that in a second. But I stayed part of the time in a hotel and part of the time in a rental. And the rentals, that company was 100% occupied for the eight weeks leading up to my stay and the eight weeks after it. 100% occupied. They've got about 40 properties. And then the hotel was saying they're about 30% occupied weeknights and about 80 on the weekends. So yeah. still a pretty big difference in rentals in hotels. Um, but good to see hotels are at least 80% on the weekends. That's, that's a, a big bonus. Well, the yeah. place where I've been in the weekend, it was completely full. And I asked them, is there any availability the coming weeks? Is no. Coming six, seven weeks, there's no availability, not in the weekends, not during the weekend. There was actually a combination of, of uh, hotel rooms and, and mostly apartments, some of them privately owned, some of them owned by the, uh, the accommodation. Great place, but just fully booked, completely fully booked, and that's, that's insane. And if you're speaking to people in city destinations, um, I spoke to a guy in there who has two apart hotels actually in, in Krakow. He said it's, it's almost empty, and if we try to fill them, it's like with really low rates cities is, and he said i also have a few apartments in here 
in the on the lake, he said fully booked. So I think the cities they will have so much difficulty. Mm -hmm. It will take a while. I think all the apartments, everything, yeah. countryside, seaside, seaside, everything, they do uh, extremely well. So that's why I think it's also a combination. Now you know now that the the, the Airbnb, vacation rentals, everything they, they do the what they're doing well, right? So I think going into an IPO, spark everything also take a few months, but I think it totally makes sense now. And this is a trend, right? In when one gives the the kind of the the PR for this whole transaction or going IPO or going public, and the rest is following. So I won't be surprised if more will follow anytime soon. Anyway, I'm predicting a little bit of occupancy for the three of us in Krakow uh, when we do a live episode. So we we might do a live episode in Florida at Focus Right. And then um, we've got to get over to Krakow. Well, we should have really perfect those desks. I have like everything like sober. It will be so fun. We'll, yeah. we'll be in our, like, our anchor uniforms. Just like, all right, and today on Good Morning Hospitality. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in hoodies by then. So, oh, yeah. That's, that's true. That's but we have to get some assistance running back to turn some plates, whatever. I don't know. We just have <laughs> green screens everywhere, makeup. Yeah. Yes. yeah. All done. Makeup, uh, yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, well, I'd like, I want to talk about the, the travel experiences because like with these, I'm shocked that hotels are at 80% because from at least my U.S. travels in the last month or two, you know, noticing that the hotels are pretty full, like it's hard to get a good room at a good rate. But then uh, this last weekend, I've realized that almost every flight I've been on uh, in the last month is 100% full. Like they're like, hey, we're taking anybody complimentary, like bag checkage at the gate, um, you know, we're 100% we're occupied. We're not going to be able to have all this room for luggage. Uh, do you guys think like this is going to continue on in the sense, is this still like, are we still in a travel boom where, you know, people were restricted for so long that they are just getting out or is this like going to be normal, uh, I guess, numbers we're seeing? And then eventually probably hotels will probably pick up a little bit more too. If you see the people say, I'm vaccinated, so I'm fine. That's the first thing they're saying, right? I should be okay, so I can travel again. And of course, more of like the, the majority is now vaccinated, especially, of course, in our generation older. So they're vaccinated, so they say, okay, I'm fine, I can travel. Um, now you see a few people which I know they're vaccinated and actually they catch corona, they're still not feeling so well. So still, there's too much things unclear, but I think people were so hungry to travel for one and a half year. They were restricted. They couldn't travel. There was so many restrictions. Now people give them, uh, we always say, only give them one finger to take your whole hand, right? So it's a bit also what, what happened actually uh, when they're opening some events and, and um, festivals, completely insane, was overcrowded. So I hope it will be still a bit controlled. And I think in that case too, to not go into shutdowns again or restrictions, too many restrictions in the future. But again, people, I can understand that you were just, you couldn't travel for a while. And now the possibility is there you see, if you're just looking in your in your social media, all your friends and family are traveling. So it's like, if they're traveling, I should be fine as well. That's the first thing people says, right? So, yeah, things things. At one point, good that everything is restarting again. I think we missed missed it so badly, and I think it's also. And if you see that you're, as I just said, if you see that people around you start traveling, before it was kind of if you start traveling and and you had to tell people like. Oh, you travel? That's bad. You shouldn't travel. But now if everybody does, okay. If everybody, that's the, the people following the mess, right? They see everybody's doing this. I'm fine to do it as well. So everybody's doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to maybe answer your question directly, Will, flights are going to be full. Airlines, 
have shut down routes and they're they're making sure to get the most out of every flight. They've they've got yeah. to recoup a lot of their losses. So they've got a lot of planes still sitting on the sidelines. Uh, that said, I think that's domestically. Internationally, the flight out for me, uh, I was supposed to be on a direct flight to Dublin. They stopped running direct flights to Ireland. And so I had to route through Amsterdam. Uh, the flight over there was probably 90, 95% full. The flight home, uh, shout out Delta, got upgraded to, to premium <laughs> on the way home. Uh, it was The flight was oversold by 40 seats, but the flight was probably 70% full, uh, which wow. is wild. So that many people now, you know, to, to Ross's, give them a finger, they'll take a hand. As soon as you start letting people uh, cancel flights for free and, you know, get refunds or redeem, redeem the money later, people don't honor their, their seats and their trips like they once would have had to. Yeah. And so there's, there's no repercussions. And then they're leaving flights that are 40% full or over-occupied. They're heading out with 70%. So that's got to sting on international flights a lot. Um, but, but that, that's interesting to see because the flexibility you get used to this flexibility in your hotels, right? If you just want, if you're booking something, a lot of times you're booking something which is uh, which you can cancel even a few hours before. With flights, it was actually never like this, or that they have really uh, not easy, or you had to pay a much higher fee because yeah, otherwise you couldn't cancel, or you just lost yeah. your money. So in that case, I think this flexibility, now we get used to it, right? I just had to book a flight at the AKLM flight and it's okay. You can change it anytime. You can just uh, refund yeah. it anytime till the coming, I think, one and a half year or so. So yeah, that's what's driving the cost of flights up, right? Flights are up 20, 25% in cost. And the equivalent is essentially that they're taking off with 20 to 25% vacancy. Right. This is going to happen. You get used to this flexibility also. For, well, for hotels, you get used to it. For airlines, you, you knew if I can't take the flight, you just lost your money, right? So yeah. you have to think twice well, before you're booking it. And now you get used to flexibility. So I'm curious if this will stay, uh, if this will stay actually in the future or we go back to the uh, strict policies of the airlines and uh, no flight is, uh, you, you don't take your flight, you just lost your money. Yeah, policy. I think some of the airlines have said they're, they're going to keep this policy. Uh, which is which is great for a consumer, except that it's going to cost more. But yeah. people are are often happy to pay for flexibility. Um, well, listen, when I book international flights, I do it months in advance, not days or weeks. And yeah, and you always get a way better price doing it that way. Um, but I'm not sure if it's necessary anymore. Well, I guess you could say like the opposite argument has been. A, conversation for a while at least from what i've heard is that everyone in like the accommodation space from either hotels and vacation rentals is like all right when you book a flight you have to pay at the time of booking and usually to get a refund it's pretty damn near impossible mm -hmm. um and and everyone's kind of putting the argument of well hotels and short-term rentals should do the same you book on airbnb yeah there's now that option where you can pay later uh, and book now but that cost does go up and then um if you pay now, that's kind of been the normal standard, right? If you book it, you pay it. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see. Flights how are starting to look at, at that too. I mean, if you're Delta, you don't want to be carrying 
a billion dollars of liability yeah. on, on your books. It's just not not good accounting for a publicly traded company. Yeah. Um, they already do that with the Sky Miles, right? They, the, the, well, that's what I was going to say is that I think like when it comes to loyalty uh, members such as yourself or like myself with Alaska or whatever you know brand you want to pick, that's where I think those like that flexibility option comes into play. It's like, hey, you've been with us before. We know you're not. Go ahead, Ross. Well, there's the membership coming. We are good in predictions, right? Let's see. There will be <laughs> airlines coming soon with, with memberships. And in that case, you're just paying an annual fee and then you have your flexibility there. If you're not a paid member, you just have to, you just lose your money. Just, oh man, I, it's this is coming. Hurt, though. I don't want to be sitting next to somebody who paid for, for their Sky Miles and their upgrade. <laughs> you got to earn you gotta I predict, let's let's predict this year. We had so many predictions. Let's do an episode about the predictions. They're always right, right? especially mine. But let's see. There will be <laughs> this year. There will be an airline launching and membership, paid membership, and probably with more flexibility. I'd like to revisit all of the predictions and see who has more accurate roster or myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd like to make another couple predictions. Okay. How many will? How many more SPACs this year? Or IPOs in the travel space. I'll I'll do a conservative two to three. I think there might be two or three more that happen. Okay, so the countdown. Okay, start first. So uh, transactions between first of August. It's called like this, and then the end of the year. Thirty first. How many? How many you said? Well, maybe two to three. I think it's mostly going to be technology based, though. I don't think it's going to be um, like operations. I, I'm I'm guessing the tech side is going to be pretty heavy. I'll that's go for I four. Think. I don't want to be the same like Rio and and that's I'll go for four. I'm gonna say one. I, I knew it. I don't think there's many more. And that I I actually would probably if I'm playing the prices right, I'm going zero. So I don't get over. But there's always the wild card that one happens. Okay. I just don't I don't know who else is, is out there. Um, at valuations that would pique a SPAC's interest. But I'm sure there's there's somebody out there that, that I'm forgetting. So believe me, or, we're or, in mid, mid December, beginning of December, and there's three of them. I'll just take Bitroom IPO, just reach <laughs> number four. Do it. <laughs> hey, and if, if we're sitting at zero, you can you can hit one to <laughs> uh, let's see. That's or taking good morning potato IPO. Let's just yeah. do it. The first Jeez, podcast. Well. The first podcast to go public. <laughs> Just do it. Now yeah. you get attention before somebody else do it. So be quick. Seriously. Yeah, so we're, we're at almost 40,000 uh, viewers. So we've... Yeah. Per episode. It's crazy. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed per episode. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, no, uh, Joe Rogan uh, did the biggest podcast deal for $100 million with Spotify. So we'll be the first ones to top it and, and go public and become a publicly traded podcast. Well, if companies are watching this episode, and if you want to sponsor, reach out to Will, right? We just have possibilities there, and we have a waiting list, but for us, we want to pick the right one. So if you want to sponsor, I'm, feel free to yeah. reach out to us. I'm turning down lots of sponsors because it's not the right fit, you know? The shoe fits, mm -hmm. wear it, but it's not been, it hasn't been fitting lately, other than Breezeway. We love Breezeway. The IO. Slash GMA. Maybe the guys of Weeby, if they're watching, I can recommend to sponsor this episode. If somebody else watching, feel free to reach out to us. Perfect. Just because, uh, because I forgot to put this banner up earlier. Here's here's Breezeway Love right there. Um, we have a special startup rate as well, right? For start well, every startup is mentioned as a startup of the week, they get a discount of ten percent, right? Will 
sponsoring. Exactly, exactly. So we, we predicted at the beginning of the year, back to topic, boys, uh, <laughs> that, that a lot of companies would start acquiring one another. And we've seen it a few times. Guesty's acquired a few folks. Oterto yeah. acquired, uh, has done some acquisitions. I, I think there's going to be more activity like that the rest of this year, in my opinion, than there will be yeah. SPACs, IPOs, things like that. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be some big dollar uh, raises as well. You know, on, on the heels of these SPACs and IPOs, a lot of people want to catch the next one, right? The next unicorn. And so money is going to flow in at, at great rates. And then the last piece is private equity roll-ups. I, I think the space, particularly short terminals and, and probably the hotel world too, is ripe for some some PE roll-ups. And there's been one or two poking around the short terminal industry. Uh, to, be, to be honest, I'm not exactly sure how it's going. Haven't heard much out of it for a while, but it it's it's ripe and. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing some of that towards the end of this year as well. So yeah. the predictions again, let's, let's continue well, with predictions. I think there will be, let, let's just drop a few just because well, they're so good in it. Didn't we, didn't we like a while ago <laughs> predict that there was going to be a lot more mergers and acquisitions? Like that was kind of one, I think we've discussed. Oh, uh, the FinTech part what... we discussed that FinTech goes into travel and travel goes into FinTech. Yeah. Look what happened last week. This was, yeah, Come on, like just... we, we we talked about it, and then all of a sudden, two articles come out about more fintech. I really got the feeling as soon we're addressing or just predicting something, something just happened. They just listened to us. So, if any I private equity people need uh, paid consultants to help with some of their acquisitions, just let us know. We're we're nailing all of our predictions. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we have pr lots of private equity people, uh, you know, listening in every every week. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we we looked at our demographics earlier, so it could be could be possible. Um, no, I who okay. If you were to make a guess on one company to purchase another, what would mm. it be? I'm not gonna do that. I know. I was gonna say it's a little hard. Okay, fine. Uh, what do you assume a tech company will buy an operations company, or operations company would buy? a tech company or would it be operations versus operations tech versus tech or i think i think tech will buy more tech and i think private equity opportunities are to basically try and rinse and repeat the vicasa model buy up a number of the leading operators yeah. and make them public at multiples that are a lot higher than a single one would trade so i think uh i think you'll see more along the lines of what operto and guesty have already done uh, this year. And then I think you'll see people that try and ride the, the, um, curtails of Sonder and Vicasa's SPACs with some sort of private equity roll up. I think oh, there will be some things happening in the chains. So there will be maybe, I think some, some larger chains will buy some smaller chain hotels. I think so. And I'll not be surprised if maybe the chain hotels and go to acquisition of maybe some, some smaller tech companies. Into say, automation, a, innovation, it could be. Well, do you think mm -hmm. there? Do you think chains will start buying independent boutique, like mom and pop individuals, or more like small chains that have like under ten properties? No, I think they will just acquire more the the, the chains of the fifty, hundred property kind kind of chains. So I will not be surprised, and maybe so 
maybe the Marriotts and the Starbucks of this world, they buy maybe some nice brands to have, but different kind of style, right? You see that yeah. they have a particular style, maybe in the boutique style, more apart hotels or more boutique style. Um, I think some change who doesn't have this yet, like IHG has an Indigo collection, for example, but I think like a Marriott or maybe like a Wyndham, they might go into this direction. I think so. That's more prediction what I say, what I think. Um, second prediction, of course, that I mentioned is for sure some airlines go into membership. So uh, remember this one. And I think maybe some chain hotels might invest into more up and maybe even acquire some technical automation innovative companies for self check-ins and those kind of things. It's okay, let's get this competitive advantage and just own it instead of do the shared technology with, with others. And I think one prediction I also had in the past that Apple really go into this this unlocking rooms and everything. And I saw some article a few weeks ago. So another prediction I was quite correct in is that Apple probably move into these uh, uh, self check ins and automation in there. And uh, seems to be that they will with their new iOS. So I'm I'm glad you mentioned boutiques. I think I, I've got. I really like boutique hotels, particularly ones that are that have authentic restaurants, great yeah. cocktail bars, good little coffee shops attached to them. Formerly, Ace was was one of my favorite hotels out in New York. Um, but there's a few hotels that are that are popping up that are doing a really really good job. Uh, the Line in Austin is is great. Uh, Lifehouse or or Kayak in yeah. Miami Beach is fantastic. And then the Dean, I stayed at the Dean in Dublin and this was an amazing hotel. The staff was ridiculously good, uh, really cool. Pretty much the only rooftop restaurant in Dublin uh, as part of the hotel. And the rooms were just spot on. Uh, so shout out to the Dean in, in Dublin, part of the press up group. But I, I think this wave of, uh, non-branded hotels people are seeking a little bit more out of their one vacation since covid yeah. and these are great spots great options well i think um one of the i, I think i'm going to continue on the prediction this will be mine is that a lot of uh a lot of you know trips for business whether it's a conference or an event or even just a business meeting um i think we're going to see that Oh, my two weeks of vacation is no longer like my two weeks of vacation where you go on a week or you go on two weeks and you're back to working the rest of the year. I think we're going to see a lot of current like travel trends that we're seeing with, you know, whether it's business leisure, um, but people are going to be adding on one to two, maybe even three days, who knows, maybe more uh, to their trip to get those kind of more unique experiences uh, within the destination, kind of like that work leisure uh, type model. I think that's going to continue on for a while because why not? It's actually way more, uh, you have it more frequently and it's uh, a lot more interesting and fun to kind of mix it in with work. So I think that's gonna be a, a common one, but I, I think we're, we're on the right track with all of our predictions here. Yeah, it's pretty great. And stay tuned for uh, the upcoming Good Morning Hospitality Awards. Uh, we haven't announced the date yet, but if you're interested in being awarded a grand prize, uh we'll get the sponsors wrapped up together to get something good <laughs> stay tuned stay tuned we have indeed sponsor possibilities indeed there so if you want to sponsor a specific category it's uh possible 
Perfect. Well, you heard it here first. We'll announce it once it's official, but we're, we're working on it. Some behind-the-scenes sneak peeks. Um, but we have, we need some good jury because if we can nominate an airline, if Michael will be in the jury, will be Delta. So we just have to, <laughs> so we just have to make sure if it will be hotel, if we marry it, if Michael will be in the jury. So we have to make sure that we, well, we can we can we can be in a jury for sure, and maybe some some industry people will be fun. We'll we can be reference. we can be bought. We can be bought. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no problem. If I just you know somehow happen <laughs> to get a lifetime membership for Marriott to be a platinum elite member forever and ever and ever, I would they win. Yeah, they win. Yeah, they win every day. They win. Every second. I won't even blink. Mm -hmm. um, and we will tell you that it's easy. We can really do those kind of deals. Doesn't matter at all. If you want to have a startup uh, price somewhere, we, we can do it. It's fine. It's easy. Too easy. Delta can easily buy Michael in a heartbeat. So uh, I don't think we're <laughs> <laughs> All right, the guys. The most corrupt well, award show ever. No, 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 no. We have to know. We can't. We have all right, to, let's end this. Just to be honest. Bye, everybody. Be honest. All right, everybody. Let's talk to you later. <laughs>